Half time, the first, the first sentence that I said, like, if you have fear of failure, you will not succeed. You must have the guts to fail to succeed. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Counting down to more moments like this. Top pocket goal! Hashtag OTB Koigig. All right, you're very welcome back for a very special OTB AM broadcast as the Republic of Ireland women's national team squad has been named by Vera Pau officially ahead of the World Cup, which gets underway on July 20th for the Irish team against Australia. And the squad is as follows. The 23-person uh, squad goalkeepers, Courtney Brosnan, Grace Maloney and Megan Walsh. The confirmed defenders, Heather Payne, Anya O'Gorman, Neve Fahey, Louise Quinn, Diane Caldwell, Claire O'Reardon, Megan Connolly, Chloe Mustaki and Izzy Atkinson. Midfielders, Katie McCabe, Denise O'Sullivan, Lily Ag. Rusha Littlejohn, Kira Grant, Sinead Farley, and Lu- Lucy Quinn. And the forwards are Kira Carusa, Amber Barrett, Marissa Shiva, and Abby Larkin. So, some big name omissions from this squad, of course, that we touched on in the show this morning, including Leanne Kiernan, including Jamie Finn, uh, and of course, those injuries to um, Megan Campbell and uh, Aoife Mannion as well, leading them to not be in this squad. We have uh, Kathleen McNamee, host of the Koi Gig Pod, and Adrian Barry in studio as well. Kathleen, your immediate reaction to this squad? Uh, I think it's pretty much what we kind of expected after the news broke last night about the players that were out of the ones that I said I thought would go back in pretty much all the same. Uh, I said I thought Claire O'Reardon would be brought in and that Megan Connolly would be shifted into defence because that's generally she's played in that back four whenever we've had injuries to Megan Campbell. Izzy Atkinson was one of the ones I wasn't too sure of. I actually didn't even have her on my initial squad yesterday just because she was a preliminary player uh, or she wasn't, sorry, in the preliminary squad and then she was brought in for Megan Campbell and obviously caught the eye of um, Vera Powell quite well. So fair play to her. That's really impressive turnaround in the space of about two weeks to get into the squad. And she hasn't had the easiest route since she went over to the WSL. So I think it's really good for her um, confidence to get into this squad. Delighted to see Kira Grant in there as well. Been such a servant to Irish football. I had her on my preliminary list of the three players that might be going and uh, genuinely found that really, really tough because she has been there for so long. So, yeah, no too many surprises after we discovered about those injuries. I don't think pretty much the players I expected to get in. Um, I know John was saying earlier that he was a bit surprised about Jamie Finn, but I actually did have her on my preliminary list, which we haven't got yet. Um, we haven't been officially told it, but hopefully Vera Powell will clarify that later. Yeah, I think the FA have released with a, a video on their social media channels within the last five minutes or so. Uh, kind of a nice clip of, of a young girl kicking ball in a, on an empty pitch by herself and leads into the um, the squad itself. So as you say, no real surprises. We haven't yet seen the standby list of, of, of three names that could well come in up up until, I guess, it's the day before the tournament, it's isn't the 19th, it? the 19th, yeah. So okay. the day before the first game starts. Okay, so... Obviously, the, we're launching the tournament, so... Yeah, well, exactly. So that, that'll be the only potential changes to this list of 23 if anyone is confirmed injured. Uh, in advance of that, one of those three standby players will, will come in, but... Um, yeah, still, the, the, the omissions is the thing, isn't it? Like, well, it's a, uh, right now is a devastating time for those players that have missed out, like mm. at this exact moment, as everybody... Uh, so they've had their own personal disappointment over the last probably, what, 12, 15 hours. Mm. They've spoken to their families. They've shared that disappointment there. Now there's an extra wave coming as the every general public start to cotton on to it. Their extended friends, extended family start to get in contact with... 
to share their disappointment mm. and um, the hype starts as well because once you have a squad everything feels a lot more real so yeah, like everyone's yeah. going to start getting excited about the World Cup and to not be involved in that's going to be and I, th- I think they will probably over the next it'll t- it takes a few days like they're in a grief curve at the minute of like huge disappointment we've spoken a little bit earlier about uh, some of the players particularly who can feel feel most especially aggrieved by it so uh, you do have to spare a thought for them I think that's very tough Anya Gorman is one name that um, stands out I remember talking to Anya Gorman um, possibly about four years ago when she pa- was it that long must have been um, when she was racking up her 100 cap mm. For Ireland, as she approached retirement from the international scene, and you know what it all meant to her over that period of time, and the progress that Ireland made. And surprise! Look at her here; <laughs> like it really is incredible. Like um, he changed position as well; like she just transformed yeah. as a footballer over the years as well. Yeah, uh, and, and even someone like Richard Little John, like there was that injury. Remember in March mm-hmm. where she goes off for Aston Villa, and you're thinking, Ah, no, this is a disaster. But like for for someone like her, this is. Well, she's yeah. basically put her club career on complete hold to get herself into this position. Like, she went to her club and she is out of contract at, well, now officially cause the window's opened, but she was out of contract at the end of the season and she was just like, look, I'm not chancing my World Cup spot. I've talked to Vera Powell about it. She is happy enough for me to be doing certain programs to make sure I'm keeping up my fitness and probably shows how important she is when Vera Powell set up that Vera was like, yeah, you don't need to be playing competitive football. You just need to keep yourself fit, mm-hmm. um, which was no mean feet considering the amount of injuries and stuff she had and even in the start of the training camp you know she was actually training separately to the main squad to make sure that she was kind of doing what she needed to do so yeah definitely a good one for her I said it before I was slightly curious is this maybe a bit of a last hurrah for Rusha in that if she was willing to when she's out of contract say well I'm putting the national team in the world cup first is that maybe a signal that this tournament might be her last one and then after this retire from football? I don't know. could be a possibility, especially just with the injuries she's had over the last while. So might as well enjoy her as much as we can. Yeah, those injuries. So, of course, Mannion, Aoife Mannion uh, tweaking her knee, knee ligaments in training with Manchester United around a month ago. Had a knee brace removed only on Monday, apparently, of this week. So, I mean, there had been hope that she would make it, but hasn't. Uh, unfortunately for her, Megan Campbell withdrew from that doubleheader against the USA back in April uh, and didn't, of course, feature for Liverpool towards the tail end of the season anyway. Um, and that means Clara Reardon, who, as we mentioned, was so good against Zambia, uh, is in. Izzy Atkinson is probably the, the latest... Mm. Bolter, I guess you could call it. Definitely the latest Bolter. Um, I mean, Clara Reardon, one of those names that like has been in and out of the squad but never really featured in any of the t- starting teams. So it'll be really interesting to see how Vera Powell does use all these players. Mm. I mean, even you look at the way they're lined up here, like Heather Payne is there as a defender. We've known Heather Payne as the only person who's actually played up front as that like lone person that we lob balls up to for the majority of the qualifying period. And I know in that um, US game, she was played in a different position, but it just, it does give a little bit of an insight looking at the way Vera has outlined this team as to what she's thinking. Even Megan Connolly being in there. I mean, I know a lot, I talked to her when we were out in Marbella for the China and the Germany friendlies and normally plays as a midfielder and asking her, you know, how are you adjusting to being part of that back four? And she was just kind of like, you know, I know my place in this team. I know I have to do whatever I need to do and I will be as good as a, at it as I can. But she also said it was quite tough at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So 
it'd be interesting to see how that develops over the course of the World Cup um, but yeah Izzy Atkinson I mean to be not named in that starting preliminary squad to be on the outskirts to get in of all the players that were given opportunities you know like Tara Hallen, Erin McLaughlin and it's probably still a little bit early for them they're still kind of young in their development although I don't have any doubt we'll probably see them moving abroad at some stage in the next couple of years uh, what would she have been feeling last night whenever Vera Powell told her I know we talked a lot about how upsetting mm. it would be for some of these players but also the other emotion yeah the other emotion for someone like Izzy Atkinson that young you get into a World Cup squad after three weeks of just pure graft I mean, um, that's impressive when you talk about Heather Payne and that option like we we mentioned earlier on the show about obviously the absence of Megan Campbell and uh, the weapon that she brings to it and like we have seen particularly over the early stages of qualifying campaign also Louise Quinn been sort of put into that mode of like desperately needing a goal late on and she's up front we've seen Lucy Quinn uh, at times do the same thing so like it will be interesting to see because I do think what our what our striker options look like in our starting eleven is going to now become the focus and the um, the biggest talking point. Yeah, that's the annoying thing as well about losing Eva Mannion because she probably did give us a little bit of speed from playing out of the back because she's just yeah. so good with the ball at her feet. Whereas we definitely don't really have that with the like the centre backs and then whoever plays on either yeah. side of them. We don't have that at the moment, um, so it's going to be interesting to see does that mean that Vera has to kind of revert to how she was playing pre the US game or will she still work with the squad that she has I mean you also have the options I suppose we saw how much Sinead Farrelly added to that midfield whenever she played in the US games but also still is working up in terms of her game time and stuff so and because of the injuries that some of these players have had maybe Vera will be forced into more changes than she normally would because it's like three games in 10 days it's fairly tight turnaround for these players probably not the sort of thing that they're really used to because they've never had to do it before um I'd say Kaney McCabe and Denise are probably the main ones used to it just from having played in like say Champions League yeah. and then League and Cup games as well and then Denise the same over in the NWSL should mention as well that there, are, there obviously are financial implications for these players as well so the, uh, each player picked on the squad guaranteed at least €27,400 uh, FIFA setting aside that pool of €102.8 million Euro in prize money that's to be divided among the 32 squads so there are of course financial implications for but these given, players given the wages those players beyond that is not to yeah. Uh, it should be more, but it's not an amount to be sniffed at. It's definitely uh, oh, like, a big deal. I'm pretty sure there are a good few players on that list who won't have been earning that much per year yeah. on mm. like just on a general contract. So you're probably looking at them at least doubling their wages yeah. for this year, which is With one select squad selection. And you're also not counting in then as well the commercial value for these players of being on the World Cup squad. You know brands are going to be rolling into all these people today mm. now being like hello we already have Katie McCabe on but is, is the Atkinson totally. the next big thing and as and as a future career in punditry and stuff like having been at a World Cup at whatever level that's, that's a, that well, is well, a thing one of these girls could have an Amber Barrett Scotland moment in, in the World Cup do you know who's to say Amber Barrett hopefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course she can <laughs> yeah. still gunning for that statue outside the Aviva over her. Exactly. just in time for the Northern Ireland game when they get back yeah so how did you feel when you first saw the squad Kathleen Whitlake uh I think like I probably had my most visceral reaction last night when I saw the reports about the squad and I felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach a little bit because I was like oh those are some big losses and some big changes to the squad but I think seeing it now 
I'm more just filled with like a nervous excitement. I think that like Vera still has a bit of time to work with the players that are there. Obviously, it'll be great getting Denise uh, back into the squad because she's been over in the States because of the NWSL still ongoing. And the thing is, like, these are the players that we have right now. So you just have to throw all your faith behind them. Like, yeah. we can complain today and be annoyed that like Megan Campbell and Aoife Mannion aren't there but we also need to then turn our attention and be like okay well what can this squad do and how can they attack Australia how can they attack Canada and Nigeria and go from there because sitting in our woe isn't going to get us very far yeah 100% so uh, that is the Republic of Ireland squad named by Vera Power for the Women's World Cup you'll see it on screen there are the 23 players that have been selected uh, for those games Australia in Sydney on the 20th of July we have Canada in Perth on the 26th of July and then it's Nigeria on the 31st of July in Lang Park in Brisbane uh, of course now there's going to be the, the media day as we said Kathleen and Nathan and Ashley will be speaking to Vera Pau and the selected members of the squad at the media day there's the farewell friendly against France at Tallis Stadium on Thursday the 6th of July and the following day they will fly uh, to Brisbane where they'll set up camp camp ahead of that opener in Sydney uh, so uh, loads of reaction across off the ball social channels for the rest of the day and of course more reaction on the show this evening but that is our immediate reaction to the Irish Women's World Cup squad The countdown to the World Cup is on The Koi Gig Pod counting down to more moments like this and it is Captain Fantastic Kate-